0: The 11 to 1
2: show. Prongs of people lined the streets of Carlingford and Dundalk yesterday, despite the torrential rainfall to meet US President Joe Biden. More buzz from his historic visit on the way. Oh, it's just typical, isn't it? It's typical that today would be lovely, nice and dry, little bit of sun out there as well. And yesterday it was just typical Irish weather bucketing down on the US President Joe Biden. But let us say that Joe was like the, the, the sun himself when he arrived in Carlingford and in Dundalk. So uh, in, in good humour and good spirits, despite all of the, the rain and horrible weather. And of course, people like lined out to see him and uh, we have had such excitement uh, chatting to all the people that did get to meet Joe and to, to, to stand out in the street to meet him, all of that and yesterday our reporter Michael Carlin, he went to McAteer's, the food house, you, you might have heard them there on the, the news bulletin and caught up with some of the staff and got their impression of what Joe was like.
3: Uh, Kira Gorham. <laughs> Edita Miloslavska.
0: David Maddie. Henry McMahon And tell me, did, did you all get to meet the President?
3: Did, yeah, I got yeah. A selfie with him and everything Yes, <laughs> and pictures and handshaking and everything
0: on, you well w- What did he say about his trip to County Loud today?
3: He just said it was a brilliant experience He said it was great to like reconnect with his Irish roots He talked about his grandfather who like He found poems and he'd written them about the coup
0: and, uh, w- w- Did he spend long inside, which is all? Spent
1: about 20 minutes 20 or, minutes, About so. 20 yeah. minutes, a yeah. half hour he tried He got to take some food As well with him He took some goujons And chips A bottle of coke He actually gave one of our Employees uh,
4: Connor,
0: Connor uh, He gave him a 10 euro note As well Oh excellent Yeah. And did he mention anything were um, I think he was coming back again? I think he said He'd like to come yes, back Yes he liked yeah. Whenever the opportunity was able to come did you get to meet him too? I did indeed Good, Anyway, were you delighted by that? Yeah, I'm so delighted. made self- my day. three
2: times yeah.
0: lots, of, lots of selfies yeah, He took the, the phones and took yeah. selfies
2: Oh, the excitement there from McIntyre's Food House and uh, the late lunch are going to be bringing you more of that as well because Gerry's going to be chatting to the owner He's also, Jerry's going to be meeting the man who made the cufflinks for the President as well and also Joe's cousin Anne who dined with him in the Windsor last night. Now there was more excitement from uh, for ourselves because we were delighted to meet Donnie O'Sullivan the Irish CNN correspondent was back in Ireland to cover the historic visit so of course we had to catch up with him as well Donnie
0: obviously this is a a huge deal here in Ireland from an American perspective what's made of the visit in the States?
5: Oh I mean it's massive I mean I think everybody knows there's been no president really that's really worn his Irishness on his sleeve uh, like President Biden so you know you can even see at the schedule uh, this week he's spending so much kind of personal time with family tracing his roots uh, you know obviously he was up in Northern Ireland talking uh, about the Good Friday Agreement and what not but you know Kind of coming to Dundalk, coming to Loud is the start of a, the a party for him, uh, I think. So um, you know, you can see how much how much time he spent here in the town, and huge turnout. Uh, I think when the guards told me there, they think definitely in the thousands, up to 5,000, uh, on a cold evening in Dundalk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you actually mentioned his schedule there. Like it's it's jam packed. Is is that the sort of itinerary he would usually keep? Well, do you know, I think it's particularly packed. Yeah. You know, I kind of came along. They, they sent me along on this trip. <laughs> Uh, to have a, bit of, have a bit of fun with, with people the locals and whatnot, not uh, so to be honest this is my first time travelling with a president uh, I mean, it's incredible. I'm kind of as blown away by it as as, as you all are. You saw. Did on, you get on, to go on Air Force One? No, I didn't. I came ahead. Uh, I came ahead, but uh, maybe sometime. Maybe next time. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and what about yourself? Is this a, a purely work visit, or do you get to go back home yourself? Uh, purely work. I think this time, but um, they see they see me enough. They're sick of seeing me at home in Kerry. I think so. It'll be all right. <laughs> oh, fantastic! I think we're like just as excited
2: to meet Tony as the president. Uh, so all of that uh, and more will be coming your way on Late Lunch a little bit later on with Jerry Kelly. So back to ourselves, here's Mumford & Sons. Request coming in on 086-1800-658 for Auntie Marie. Not sure whereabouts you are in the northeast, but there is a lot of love coming in uh, for you today. Very happy birthday coming in from your niece, Theresa and Leon. Hope you're having a fun day. Hope you're having a happy birthday and celebrating today. Now, something very important is missing from your workday. Yeah, and there's calls to bring it back. I'm going to tell you all the details of this next.
0: The eleven to one show.
2: There's something very important that is missing from your workday, and I think it needs to be brought back. Thankfully, there is calls to be brought back. This this thing that is missing from your workplace. Now, prior to taking up the helm here on eleven to one, around about eleven o'clock, I would be indulging in a tea break or coffee break which is my preference Uh, and you know I'd be in the, the canteen with colleagues and you know having the chat all that sort of stuff for a couple of minutes but now because of I suppose maybe Covid a lot of people working from home a lot of people maybe just too busy they're Is no people, there's not this idea of the traditional tea break at work is kind of dying out, it seems. And this is according to new research uh, that people in uh, McVitie's have done. So they have said that one third of workers uh, don't have this traditional workplace tea break. And on top of that, these uh, workers don't actually know the names of their colleagues that they're working alongside. So they did a study of 4000 people. And they found that those in the 18 to 24 year age group particularly were less likely to know those who work in their office space. They also uh, found that 70 70 percent of staff take less than 15 minutes break each day apart from lunch, with many too busy to take the time out at all. That is tragic. Now, I'm lucky because right now, cup in hand, you can hear it there, Cup of coffee. I always make a cup of coffee just before I come in here because I feel like I'm having my elevenths with you, you know, Uh, and I think it's very important. I always have this little cup of coffee with me to get me through the show. But I just wonder, is this the case across your workplace? Is there no 15 minute chat and gab around the kettle anymore in your workplace? Are you all sort of working from home? Do you grab the coffee and just head straight back to your desk What a a tragedy that would be, because let's be honest, you know, you need to connect with the people that you're working with. And the fact that this research is discovering that a third of workers don't even know the names of their colleagues is quite shocking. I presume this is in bigger companies or whatever, but, you know, that's that's quite, you know, shocking, I would say. Also, the likes of this, you know, the 15 minutes breather away from a screen maybe or away from whatever work you're doing you know, to engage with other people. It's always going to be a mood booster, isn't it? So I'm wondering, do you take a proper tea break? Now, a proper tea break where you work, like 15 minutes, good cup of coffee, biscuit, bit of a chat with your co-workers. Do you take that time or is it sort of a grab a coffee and straight back to the desk? Or are you working from home? Do you miss that tea break banter? Let me know. 086 Mm. keen to grow I'll be waiting we're waiting for the tea we are I would agree Sinead I'm back to the desk with the cup most of the people that I hung out with at work left uh, around Covid time yeah you see people changed careers as well didn't they and maybe the people that you're kind of working with now you don't sort of connect as much so the but look at a good tea break could be a way of you know breaking that ice down thank you so much for getting in touch 086 658 I'm asking you know do you take a traditional tea break at your work because uh, now one third of workers are not taking this traditional workplace tea break and as well as this they don't know the names of their colleagues because of this they're not spending this time uh, together somebody else says i work from home would miss the chat but definitely not the commute yeah well i can i can understand that i wonder would there be like something where maybe a weekly skype or a weekly zoom um Cuppa, would that be? I know it would be the same thing, but, you know, you'd still feel that kind of connection with your work colleagues. Sean says, ah, the crack over the tea in the break room. I retired now, but that's the stuff that you would miss, says Sean. Yeah, I'd say you would. And like I say, before COVID... Definitely in here there was sort of an elevenses and definitely before I was working on this show there was more of an elevenses kind of situation happening in the in the canteen with the tea break. Do you keep those coming in? Oh, do you know who's definitely builders are fantastic at tea breaks, aren't they? They have it down to a fine art, I would say. Are builders still having the traditional tea break? I'd love to know that as well if you're a builder or working in construction. Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. Love the tea break at work. Tea and scones and a catch-up. Look forward to it every day. Around about 10.45 till (laughs) 11-ish, says Hester on 086-1800-658 I'm loving the ish bit you know I know I hear you sometimes the chat goes on too long and you know you're like oh my god let's go back to work Uh, also somebody else working in a school uh, so definitely would have an Says except when I'm on yard duty it is a great stress reliever as a teacher yeah I forgot about the teachers having a designated one as well Uh, yes the teachers would definitely need that tea break absolutely do keep those messages coming in 086-1800-658 now like me no doubt out, there are plenty of pairs of shoes in your house that are, you know, probably not fitting uh, or unworn or barely worn. Well, we need you to get involved in this. It's a national campaign. Uh, it's all uh, to do with In My Shoes. It's a charity that collect gently worn shoes, they say. So not, you know, shoes that are completely worn out. From here to send to underprivileged children in South African townships. I'm going to be meeting a volunteer from In My Shoes uh, just after these. Ah!
0: The 11 to 1 Show.
2: Next week, schools around the country are taking part in a nationwide campaign to collect as many pairs of shoes that children might have grown out of and send them on to underprivileged children in southern African townships. So parents are being set up into attics and under stairs to dig out these shoes, which are still in good condition and help support the In My Shoes charity. Joining me now to tell us more about their work is volunteer Catherine McGee. She's on the line. How are you getting on, Catherine? Oh, good morning, today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about In My Shoes. It's a great cause and it's good for everybody. Oh, I'm delighted to, delighted to have you on the show. Great to have you. Tell us first of all a little bit about the charity itself. It was set up a couple of years ago by uh, a man from Sligo. Yes, indeed. Uh, Kieran McHugh is
6: the gentleman's name, a friend of mine. And he went to South Africa to, for work. And when he was there, he went through a charity into the townships and what he noticed was there's a lot of community work done in the, in the townships but a lot of children playing and playing with no shoes. Mm-hmm. And he just felt that every, shoe, every child should have the necessity of a pair of shoes. So he has three children himself and he said, look, my children are outgrowing shoes at such a speed," he said. "I am just have shoes, shoes, and there's nowhere to go with them. There's nothing you can do. They're made from so much plastic, so much glues. You can do nothing but they go to landfill, and that's mm. such a shame because there's a second life in them. So he said, if I collected shoes, could I send them to over to you in Africa? And they said, absolutely no problem. They will come in through a charity, and we will be able to distribute them correctly for you. So that's how a simple, simple idea grew. He said, we have lost of them here. So we talked to schools in Sligo and around the country and they mm-hmm. said, yeah, we'll run a little programme for you.
2: And they did that. We taught you sure, we'll get about 500 shoes. We ended up with 15000 Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That is incredible. And from one small thing, as you say, but wow. no, no doubt COVID really impacted on the charity. Did you have to adapt to the challenges that came with the pandemic?
6: Well, nothing actually could move during COVID, really. So what actually was much better for us, it gave us time to sit and think and build partnerships. Mm. The school said, we want you back. We really, this was wonderful for our children. And it also was wonderful for the children in South Africa, too. So coming on board was UPS, International Courier Company, and they said, we will collect from every school in Ireland. Amazing. And we said, well, there's three and a half thousand national schools in Ireland. We said, we're going by all their doors. We will collect any shoe that they want to do- donate. So we said, fantastic. Then you have a company called Zacharach. They're the new owners of the Hazelwood House in Sligo. They said, we've just moved in here. We have property. You can use it as a sorting house. Come to us and you can have that. So that we continued on and Smurfa Kappa, they're the largest uh, leading providers of paper-based packaging in the world. We asked them, could you give us some boxes? They said, no, we'll make them for you. Oh my, oh my goodness
2: me. I mean, when we're you hear stuff you like stuff. that, the yeah. generosity, as you say, Catherine, of these Love huge that. big companies yeah. is, is phenomenal to see. So tell me what's happening then next week because I know quite a few schools in Leith and they are getting involved in this campaign. No.
6: Oh, absolutely are and we're so thrilled. So literally we're asking as you said, checking the attics, the stairs, all of that. We're looking for uh, runners, sneakers, football boots, rubby boots, anything like that. If they're in good condition, good mm-hmm. condition. if you'll give them to your cousin, then yeah. that's what we want. And that's it. And what I'd ask too as well is maybe the children might think about, because this is a gift from one child to another child. Maybe you put a note in it. Hi, my name is Mary. Lovely idea. Football in Dundalk. Uh, enjoy my shoes. It just would connect the child and the child receiving a little bit more.
2: Oh, that's a lovely idea, Catherine. I love that idea. And, and as you say, they, they have to be in really good nick. You'd have to, as you say, donate them to a cousin or a friend or something like that. But, you know, to us, this is a pair of you know shoes that no longer fits. But to kids in Africa, it's so much more than that, isn't it? It's so much more because it means for a lot of them,
6: they need to have a uniform that includes shoes to go to school. That's a requirement in some of them and this gives them an opportunity to actually go to school. Because when you when you, you see them and they're playing and everything over there, when you give children shoes, it encourages them to play sport, which is good for all of our children. It encourages them also to learn. You're encouraging them to learn and then you're hoping through that encouragement that they will continue to school and they'll gain just life-changing education for them. So you're giving them a f- there's a future in these shoes when they travel abroad. There really is. So not alone is this good for our planet and our lives instead of going to landfill it'll be reused. There's a future in it for the children of South Africa. So that's just fantastic. So really what's what we want is you can take part in a few different ways. Mm-hmm. All national schools we've contacted them all. Go online and register inmyshoescharity.org go onto the website. There's lots of lovely information, lots of lovely videos, lots of things for schools, school lesson plans, all things like that. Also, all clubs and individuals. Of course, the clubs as well. Yeah, absolutely. Have a look and you'll see the different schools and the different UPS centres. If you want to run something in your club, do that and Connect with your locating school, uh, what's going that will accept, and you can donate through them or through your UPS center. But if you are like me, I don't have children.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: But I what's going? I have nieces, I have nephews. I can talk to them about it. Spread, spread the news. Spread, like it's good to have something good and positive to talk about, and that makes a difference. What I really like too, as well with this, is a few things, and one of them is we're not asking for money. Yes it's literally just the shoes, shoes isn't it yeah I've nothing I can't do anything with it it is all goodwill everybody that i've mentioned there has not has donated their time UPS donated uh, what's the, um, the company to give us a location mm-hmm. uh, they did uh, the boxes the volunteers that are going to help sort that's all of people's own free time. We're a great country for volunteering and we just need to build that instill that in the children of today too as well. This is it, this is important for their learning too as well. It's oh, totally understand is. about the world and the inequalities of it and the different things we can do and it's not all about money.
2: Yes, and I love that it's literally just the shoes that you're looking for and everybody involved in the charity are, are volunteering their time. Catherine, it's a wonderful organisation. I'm delighted to give you a platform to talk about it more on the show today. Thank you so much and, and continue the great work that you're doing there.
6: Terrific, and thanks for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. So again, our website is uh, inmyshoescharity.org. We'd love if you just come on, have a look at it and just uh, send it on to your friends
2: fantastic and, and people
6: can join and donate that'd be super
2: thank you so perfect much. no problem at all Catherine McGee there and they are on Facebook as well you can find actually their, their Facebook page uh, you can find some videos of you know their, their work uh, their work out there the reaction to the uh, kids getting the shoes all of that as well and what a lovely idea if you are going to donate to write a little note as Catherine suggested and send it off the campaign is running uh, from next week the 17th right up until the 28th in my shoes charity.org org. Ah!
0: The Eleven to One Show.
2: There's a day dedicated to one of the world's most popular board games. We're going to be talking about that in the Northeast update very shortly. But first, back to the music. Here's David Gray. We're going to be sailing away back to the year 2020. Who could forget that? LMFN Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 77 4455. No, I'm not going to mention the C word, but I am going to mention Joe Biden again. He's popping up in the Northeast Update on this day in 2020. Bernie Sanders endorses his former rival Joe Biden for president, and the rest is history. And today, is one of the world's most popular word games on National Scrabble Day yeah it was created to coincide with the birthday of Alfred Mosher Butz the man who invented the iconic board game it's played all over the world in fact Scrabble has moved through so many generations while the board game version is still very popular you can also play the game online on your smartphone as well but I think call me old school but I like the old version on the board game LMFM
4: Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drahda, Dundalk, and new Navin showrooms. Discover more
2: at senatorwindows.ie. Very sad message coming in on 086 1800 658 just about the tea break. I started work in a big company about a month ago. Uh, There's no proper tea break, really, just kind of grab your coffee and back to the desk. Plus, everyone seems to head out for lunch or just eat at their desks. Needless to say, the company is not named. But like, how sad is that? On your own, for your tea break, just straight back to the desk, work, work, work. I don't know. I think they need help. They need an intervention, that particular company. I think that you, Texter, could be the one to kickstart this campaign. I know you're only new in the job, but I think they need a leader. They need a leader that will bring back tea and biscuits and crack to that place. I think you need to do it. If you feel like you're, you know, you've got the... the (laughs) motivation That's my inspiring speech for you. John says, I'm used to having my tea break on my own in the workshop. I work alone. Little cry face. Before that, I was a lorry driver. And again, I was alone until my good wife accompanied me as a helper. I did work for a company in Drada for a few years and the crack at break time was great bring it back we need to bring back the tea break people working on their own as well look at let's have a tea break together John Every every day at 11 okay you'll know that I'm having a coffee so just do the same and we can have our tea break together Night Witches but these ones fly warplanes. planes you Youth Theatre bring their exhilarating new show to the stage we'll bring you all the details of that after 12
0: oh, The 11 to 1 show
2: from fighting fungi to serving time, The Last of Us star Bella Ramsey is set for a new role. I'll bring you all the details of that after Adele. Adele, hello. If you're just joining us, hello, it is me, Sinead Brazel. I'm here until 1. 1800 658 is the WhatsApp and text. Now, The Last of Us, the series that I have just... Absolutely loved uh, watching. Uh, It's over, sadly, at the moment. But uh, the star, Bella Ramsey, is uh, set to be in a new series. Well, actually, sorry, it's a second series of BBC drama, Time. And she's going to be starring alongside Doctor Who's Jodie Whittaker and, of course, Sean Bean. Now, if you missed this, right, it's a British uh, prison drama and it follows Mark Cobden he's a husband and teacher father uh, as well and he is played by Sean Bean he's sentenced to four years in prison after accidentally killing a man so he's consumed by his guilt he openly accepts his sentence but is quickly confronted with the harsh realities of life on the inside it also follows uh, the prison officer Eric McNally who endeavours to protect those in his care but also this job can be so so demanding in a tense and understaffed environment so Bella Ramsey is heading into that world uh, of uh, the the prison, very excited to 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 see this as well. Also, uh, by the way, co starred by uh, Stephen Graham. I forgot to mention the fantastic Stephen Graham as well. And uh, it's going to move now to Carlingford's women's prison, and 19 uh, year old Bella Ramsey is going to be portraying new arrival Kelsey. And uh, I think that's going to be really, really brilliant to, to, to see that. Um, she says it's such an honour to be Kelsey. I'm really excited to experience the world through her for a few months. And Jodie Whittaker says Time was such an incredible and powerful show created by an extraordinary team. Being a part of the project in its second iteration is an absolute dream. So it's a three part series. It's going to be on BBC One and iPlayer as well. Now, there's no date um, as to when that might be so I'll keep you posted on that but exciting things ahead for the uh, star of um, The Last of Us, Bella Ramsey she's on the on the rise that is for sure I didn't realise actually well I suppose I wouldn't realise because I didn't watch this series but she was in uh, Game of Thrones there you go as well didn't know that anyway more celeb news
5: for you
4: The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app
5: Hi, I'm Crossy. Alicia Keys is releasing a new imagined version of If I Ain't Got You. She'll be doing it with a 90-piece orchestra. She was speaking in London yesterday about it.
4: I wanted to end with this song because I'm so, so, so excited for y'all to be the first to know this is okay, right?
7: Great. The first to know that, or maybe the second to know, maybe the first and a half to know
4: that, um, that I'm actually working uh, doing a brand new reimagined version of If I Ain't Got You with a 90 piece orchestra with women of color and it is incredible.
5: It's been confirmed that a Harry Potter TV series will begin production very soon. HBO who go under the name Max released a 30-second teaser of the series unveiling the logo for the new franchise. Lincoln Park have told the US radio station how their collaboration with Jay-Z happened. This is with their song No More. Here's what they said.
8: MTV had asked Jay they had said, you know, this there's a mashup thing going on. DJs are mashing up rock and rap songs. And at the time, rock and rap, I mean, different genres weren't really blending that much. So when MTV said to Jay, who do you want to do a mashup with, he said Linkin Park. I sent Jay's manager, John, three tracks that were
0: like, done mashups for, that became half of Collision Course. And one of them was Nam Encore. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The
2: Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. More Buzz a little bit later on in The Drive with Eddie Caffrey. And you can check out all the slab gossip on LMFM.ie. Now back to the music. Here's for As a teenager, I had fairly lofty aspirations of becoming an actress, despite not being very good. But I did spend many, many happy Saturday afternoons in the company of Dreyhead Youth Theatre. So when I heard that they were bringing an all-female-led show back to the stage this week, I had to pop down to Dreyhead Arts Centre and pop in on one of their rehearsals. I'm going to bring you that report after the break
0: the
2: 11 to 1 show. In World War II, a group of all-female military aviators fought with the Allies. They were dubbed the Night Witches by friends and foe alike due to their supernatural prowess in the air and the cockpit. Their incredible story is being brought to the stage by the talented Druid Youth Theatre. Earlier on this week, I popped into the rehearsals to meet some of the
3: cast. planes flown through the night in a constant rhythm do not allow the enemy to sleep
7: plywood canvas screws and bolts
5: they They called called us the night witches. witches
2: So I'm here in the Druid Art Centre with Christina Matthews, she's Artistic Director of Druid Youth Theatre. Hello, hello.
4: This has been so long since I saw you. I know, Sinead. I was just thinking, how long has it been since we actually got to do a play that we got to tell people about? And it's so exciting to be back in the Druid Art Centre, our home, and to be doing all these plays, to be back, to have no pods and no masks and just to be allowed to breathe anywhere we like and do a play. It's so exciting and it's so delightful to check back in with all the people locally, we haven't seen for so many years.
2: Talk to me about the, the how COVID impacted on the group because, you know, the Youth Theatre, it's been on the go. As you know, I was a
4: proud member myself one, once upon a oh, time. Oh, I know, I tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sinead on LMFM was one of ours.
2: <laughs> but it's gone
4: from strength to strength, but COVID did have a massive impact. Oh, it was in, in, immense. Like, we had been in the middle of a, a huge Shakespeare festival when it all kicked off. Two plays, a showcase, this, like, national dimension. And I was like, what do we do? So the schools, the schools closed on the Thursday and by Friday evening we were online on Skype. Wouldn't recommend Skype now no. for drama class. <laughs> Zoom was much better. But so we we hit the ground running, we had no downtime because at that point we thought it was gonna be two weeks. We're like, Oh, we're still doing a play, so we were still doing line runs and stuff. And then when it became clear it was here to stay, we we worked at a phenomenal rate. Like we usually did one workshop a week per group, but during that first lockdown we were on Zoom Almost every day, because the young people had nothing, they had no school, we had nothing as facilitators, we're like, how do you do this online? it was really challenging and um, so we were making literally making it up as we went along so we would do two sessions a week where my wonderful assistant Taylor and I would sit and plan new games and the members would just show up and do schoolwork together and help each other out so we were just be on zoom helping but that was wild so we but we the ones who stayed got very close in during that time but we lost straight away any young person who didn't have consistent internet of course. didn't have uh, a device didn't have the room in their house to have that kind of isolated space just for them you know that was there was a big loss we lost big and then we stayed on Zoom for a year and a half so there was it was tough and so a year and a half and it was funny when I look back on the time on Zoom we achieved an awful loss artistically far more than you would expect But it was the social side is what really fell off. And that's what, you know, our young people want. They want to go down to Mad Youth Theatre in Nundalk and hang out. They want to go play with, you know, the National Festival of Youth Theatres in Gintetti. They're the things that are just coming back now this year. And that's what was really missing. But yeah, one great thing that came out of Zoom, though, I have to say. So some weeks I had loads of ideas and some weeks I had no ideas. Um, But we, I I was trying to fill Kingston up in the Abbey and we're saying it's really hard to pick scripts for... Where the majority of our members are girls not always but in youth theatres around the country generally they tend to be more female um, or non-binary or there tends to be and there's not a lot of parts yes. you know, for young people to begin with you know I hate someone playing a granddad; I mean like it's not really believable mm-hmm. um, and Phil said to me and he said I have this script I've never read it but someone gave it to me at a conference it's called The Night Witches do you want it and I said yes I didn't read it either, but I had this group online and I had no plan for that day. I was like, feck it, we'll read this play. We'll read this play that I was sent. I don't know what it's like, but apparently there's great female parts in it.
2: Because when yeah. you gave me the the blurb for this mm. and I saw The Night Witches, okay, instantly Halloween and, mm. you know, old women on broomsticks comes into my head, <laughs> this could not be further removed from no, that. No,
4: <laughs> it's very different. So the play is about this all-female fighter pilot regiment in World War two they fought for the Allies against the Nazis and they were they were unique like this whole female unit and they would fly in these planes that were made of canvas and wood you know they had no metal they had no windows the girls weren't given parachutes because if they got hit they would explode instantly so there was no point wasting uh, that kind of equipment on them but they would fly in pairs of a pilot and a navigator and when they got near their target they would turn off their engines they were silent and they would swoop in and then they would drop their bombs and then fly off. So the Nazis started calling them the Night Witches because they would appear from nowhere like on a broom, drop and fly away. They're a wildly successful unit. Um, And of course written out of history. Yes, completely. That's our whole thing is that there are so many excellent stories of women out there that we don't talk about and that... Obviously we were drawn to the play because there's a lot of exciting theatrical stuff in it and all the roles for women, but our girls feel so strongly that these are women who need a voice and did incredible work and we just don't know about them. And the losses they experienced are incredible. We're reading, we were loaned two books, one about the Night Witches specifically and one about a similar regiment of um, snipers, paired female snipers. And the losses were incredible. you have someone who might have had eight different partners over the course of a war because they would just die and you'd get a new one, one and they'd die and get a new yeah. one. But the sense of camaraderie is incredible like when the girls would move to a new base they would decorate it, they'd go out and find reeds and embroider things and there's a lovely moment in the play where there's two new, when the play starts we're following these two new um, mechanics who've just been upgraded to navigators they're about to take off on their first flight and because they're boots, because obviously why would you have women specific clothing when you could just give them leftover men's equipment? Of course. The girls would be given boots that were ridiculously big so they would all embroider during the day these little slips of good luck tokens and give them to each other to stuff in their boots. So there's a lot of beauty and friendship in this really dark time that I think is really interesting. They found these moments of beauty and loveliness while also desperately trying to defend their home.
8: We're over the enemy. I see. Nina, release the load. They're stuck, Tatiana. The bombs are stuck. You'll have to climb out on the wing. Quick. Yes, OK. I, I'm going. They won't go. Push harder. I am. They won't. Hurry.
3: Tatiana. Tatiana.
2: So I'm here with some of the fantastic, talented members of Drahid Youth Theatre who are going to be starring in The Night Witches. What's your name, first of all? Uh, My name's Aisha. Aisha, tell us about your part. Who are you playing? Well, I play Riza, the head mechanic, who
7: I would have to say, from my experience, is like a motherly motherly figure to Vera. She is basically stern and strict, but... She shows a soft spot to Vera in one way and Nina because they used to be her, her students, her you know crew to teach.
2: Okay, and in terms of the the part itself, like was there an awful lot of like preparation for you, or how do you sort of get yourself in the headspace for the role?
7: I sort of clicked with the character because I imagine like how mothers, some mothers were like strict back then, and like I feel like. Like, Riza was once a mother a long
2: time ago, but, you know, due to the war and stuff, you know, some things happened. Okay, so you kind of were drawn on that. Really interesting. Courtney, great to meet you. Tell me a little bit about the part that you're going to be playing.
7: So I play Valentina. Valentina is... Cool name. Yeah, I love yeah. that name. <laughs> she is very passionate about planes. She doesn't really... My perspective of Valentina is that she doesn't really care about the war per se. She's just so passionate about planes. She has an entire monologue trying to boost her uh, pilot's um, confidence about, like, planes are great and this mission is great and wow. And just, yeah...
2: and and in terms of the Druid Youth Theatre itself how long have you been a member
7: Uh, I think coming up to May it'll be a year okay so I'm quite new and uh, I love it though it's like it's something I've always needed but just kept on pushing off because like oh no like it mightn't be what for me, you know what I mean.
2: I know it can be. Ta- it can take a lot of courage to go into an acting class like this. Is this like your first big performance then with the group?
7: No, I actually performed in a show we did. Uh, it was August, wasn't it? August uh, called Hades, and I was a cleaner but she was kind of like she loved a bit of chat so she had all the gossip on everyone i also played an old grandmother which is really nice because she was a quite soft character so it was a great introduction for me on stage
2: okay so very different you're playing the bold brash kind of confident valentina in, in in this absolutely um so in terms of like the the role for for the night witches was there a lot of lines a lot of rehearsal
7: there was my monologue uh, kind of was hard to learn because um Like talking about planes, you're kind of saying the same thing, like you fly and your plane rises. So it was just trying to find out those cues. And then, um, but other than that, no, because she's kind of a rounded, similar character altogether, so she's quite predictable in what she'll say, because she can be quite. doesn't really care about anyone else and for no one's feelings you know what I mean so she was quite easy to remember. Okay Katie Rose
2: great to to meet you what did you think of this story because like like your colleague here was saying it is like this you know these really passionate women that nobody knew about that were written out of history.
8: Yeah well I first read this script uh, during uh, the lockdown in 2020 on Zoom and I remember the group there uh, a lot of whom are in the play are we just we we got so attached to them because it was the first time that we felt that their voices were really coming through it wasn't there's no um male characters whatsoever so it's entirely their story it's entirely their relationships with each other and you see them perform the most courageous most amazing acts but they also have these lovely human moments of love and of friendship and of fear and it's just it's really beautiful
2: and tell us a little bit about the character that you're playing
8: I'm playing Tatiana, so I'm playing one of the pilots as well. And she'd be a very competitive character with some clashes between Valentina and Tatiana. But she also is charged with um, flying with one of the new girls, Nina, who, she's, I suppose she sort of becomes an older sister and becomes very protective over her as well.
2: Really, I mean, you think of, like, kind of their lives so, 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 so different yeah. from your own. I mean, but to get into that headspace create is, is a real talent indeed. Did you find that tricky to get into the mindset of the character?
8: Yeah, well, we did a lot of character work for, like, several months over. Um, very individual character work about their fears, their dreams. We were uh, exploring... What they want to do after the war, and um, if they survive they like they all have their own plans they some of them love flying, some of them hate flying, and it's just a matter of getting through it but um some of them are families, some of them you know are siblings, some of them have love like are in love it's it's really interesting to see their their human side and I know my character she was in an aviators club before the war so she definitely had experience with flying but I can tell that she also came from like a big family she had a lot of sisters you get that kind of that that kind of vibe from her so it's just seeing how they are still real
3: people at the same time
2: absolutely absolutely and moving on to yourself Evie Evie uh, tell us a little bit about your character
3: Uh, Well, I play Alexandra, she's a navigator, um, so she would be partnered with the pilots, and my partner is Irina, and she's just, she's very kind of um, reluctant mother type, you know, she would kind of joke around with the other like the new recruits and be making fun of them and be trying to scare them but you know can't seem to resist just giving them that little bit of advice you know and helping their confidence and you know but hates the fact that she does that as well so it's very she's
2: she's quite complex isn't she yeah Yeah. she
3: is it was a great character to it was a great role to have
2: Will i need like tissues for this production like am i going to cry
7: Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I sing a very kind of sad song at the end, and at the end, it's all very, like, um, oh, no, <laughs> as much as I can say.
3: Just after dawn, I saw the smallest black dot in the snow as we were landing our last flight. It was It was so close to our airfield, and I couldn't make out what it could be. Back in the bunk, the black spot wouldn't leave my mind, so after tossing and turning... I went out to find out whatever it could be. The sun was weak, but in the sky, it didn't take long to find it. Him. That black spot was a little boy. A small, skinny, frozen-faced boy with the largest eyes I'd ever seen. I had my emergency sack with me, and I planned to hand over all my rations, which wasn't much more than a bar of chocolate and sugared milk. I wanted to spread a smile across that ice-cold face But, but when I reached the boy before I could speak he says auntie are you a fighter are you from the front have you seen my daddy my daddy is at the front and we need him my mama is dying over in the trench but if my daddy comes I know she won't die
2: Aren't they incredible? The Druid Youth Theatre—they're going to be performing *The Night Witches*. It opens tonight and it runs until the fifteenth of April. All of the details, tickets, and all the rest—druid.com.
0: The eleven-to-one show.
2: I remember when I saw the video for that song first and saw Gwen Stefani in, like, her really cool combats and tank tops and this, like, you know, bindi and red lipstick, I just thought, oh, wow, what a style icon. Absolutely brilliant. From 1995, no date. Now, no doubt about it. There is massive money to be won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next Tuesday's jackpot in LMFM Radio Bingo is a massive... 10,800 euros Oh my god Have you got your book? Well you should You can get it Throughout the northeast Various outlets Also LMFM.ie Is the best place to get it I want to say big congratulations to Maura Levens from Clarehead. She scooped €600 euro in the bingo. Also, Polly Nealon from to Boy, she won €400. Euro. Also, well done to Betty Mooney from Dunshoklyn and Declan Glass from Conrath. They both won €200. Euro. But €10,800 is up for grabs next Tuesday. LMFM.ie if you want to get the book also. Remember, when you are playing LMFM Radio Bingo, you are supporting the fantastic people in the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre as well. So even more incentive to get playing. LMFM Job Search With thanks to LMFM Online Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie Clonmore and intellectual disability service requires carers in the Meath area Please apply with your CV to info at clonmore.ie That's C-L-A-N-M-O-R dot I-E There's also a phone number 086 603 two. And the Valley in Malera requires a full-time head chef competitive salary with a bonus is being offered to apply contact John on 087 984 2969 or you can email him in at gmail.com Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search feeding cars and LMFM's 11 to 1 rock music royalty on the way I've got music from Prince and you two for you oh,
0: L-M-F-M. the 11 to 1 show
2: He won a Grammy Award for this song in 1986 and as well as it being number one at the same time and the Billboard Hot 100 chart, the number two hit song at that time was also written by Prince. It was the Bangles' Manic Monday. But there you go. Here's Kiss for you now. Uh. No idea that there's a line in there that says you don't have to watch. He says dynasty, but you know, dynasty, he's referencing there. I was listening intently. I never knew that before. There you go. Kiss. Now from kissing to sweetness and light. Here's you two with the sweetest thing. thing. You two closing out our show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I'll be back with Friday floor filler movies and more on tomorrow's show. We'll chat to you then.
0: The 11 to 1 show.